Amen. So good morning, everyone that's watching. I want to thank you for joining us faithfully. Thank you for joining us faithfully. Um, this morning, we are pleased and honored to bring to the table a serving of prayer. And um, we have the Honorable KJ Yukpai. <laughs> and then the most honorable Miss <laughs> Latricia Butts and I want her to go ahead and introduce herself um, I think this is your first time um, going live with us right it is yes yes but she's a faithful prayer warrior and has been with us on the down low like going in so mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself well my name is Latricia Butts and um, I am an ambassador for the Lord, of, of course. I love the Lord. And um, it's always such an honor and a privilege to glorify the Lord and to also um, just preach the gospel. I mean, it's the good news, you know. It's the news that we bring to the world to, so that they can be changed, so that they can be, you know, walk into their destiny. I would say that, that God has destined them to walk in. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you. And I know that you um, you are involved in quite a few prayer groups, right? You, uh, I am. You're a watchman. You're praying day and night. Day and night. That's amazing. Day and night. That's right. You know, even in the Bible, it says pray without season. You know, so that's something that God has instructed us to do. We have to pray without season so that we can bring into this physical world the things that God has already, you know, foretold us, you know, we have, we play a part in the things that the instructions in the Bible that God want us to do. So. Amen. Oh, I can't wait to get deeper into that. KJ, greet the people. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, everybody. I am excited. My name is KJ. It's always an honor. It's always a blessing to um, just, you know, come out here on Saturday morning and just bless God's people. And today, I know we're talking about prayer. I'm super excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> That's all I can tell you right now. Yes. Amen. So much, Dio. Appreciate this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to get straight into it. I'm after praying. So I want, KJ, I'm sorry to put you back on the spot. But can you just pray, um, enter us into the, the gates, and um, let us go forth? Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless you for today. This is the day you have made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. This is August the 1st, 2020. Can you imagine that, Father? We are excited. In the year of the so-called virus, we are living to see a new month. And we bless your name. We worship you. Uh, we come to you with thanksgiving. We come as kings and queens, as beautiful children of your glory. Father, we are thanking you for the word that we're ministering today. It's going to go into everyone's spirits. We inspire spirit and life, hope, wellness, salvation, Father. There's joy, Father, as we minister these words. You become our expression. Father, we become you, Father. Our mouths are your mouths. Our eyes are your eyes. I will become vessels fit for your kingdom. Father, we thank you. For this bombing gilly, then through the ministry of prayer that we minister today, Father, we're going to bring your children back to your holy place, Father. Thank you, Jesus, because I know we shall boundlessly come back with sheaves of joy and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's amazing. 
Oh God. Um, so we're here to talk about prayer and I, um, I think it's, it's a very important topic for the Christian person and for other people that are, may not be believers that have interest and want to know like this lifestyle that we have, why do we pray? What is prayer and um, how to pray? And um, so I'm so excited to be here with you all to talk about that. And I'm going to just start it off with plain and the most simplest explanation and definition I have for prayer. And that's that it's a conversation with God. It is a conversation with God. But the thing about having a conversation with someone is that there's some sort of establishment when it comes to relationship. You, you don't just, you know, you can meet somebody you don't know and talk to them, but you're not going to open your heart up to them. You're not going to tell them your whole life story 98% of the time. And you're not going to put all your trust in them. And they're not going to tell you all their secrets either. And so there's something about relationship and conversation. And so Latrisa, can you break that down for us when it comes to prayer, please? <laughs> Amen. Um, I would definitely have to say that prayer is the life of a Christian. Prayer is required. If you are a Christian and you don't pray, I don't know what to say to you because prayer is something that it helps us. It helps us in our everyday life. It helps us in our walk with God. Prayer is the eye opener to your soul. You know, it helps you see things. And um, I was just actually last night I was meditating and I was actually meditating on prayer. And as I was praying, also, it gives you the strength that you need. It's strengthening you when you are, when you may feel weak or you may feel down. But once you begin to pray, once you pray, it gives you that inner strength that you need. It gives you guidance and it helps you to foresee things that God wants you to see, that he wants you to know. So prayer is just, it's amazing. And once you, like you said, once you have that relationship and that, you know, personal relationship with God, it's something that you do each and every day because you're one with God. So when you pray, you are, you are speaking to God, you know, so that's what I would say that that's prayer to me. KJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's revving. He's like, where I got He's gonna take off. Yeah. Um. You know, when I think about prayer, I always think about the the earliest, you know, conception of prayer. You know, what is the origin of prayer, and you know, how did the people of old pray, and why should we pray, and and you know, how did Jesus pray? You know, I remember I was saying, Master, Jesus had to pray, right? You know, Jesus gave a template of prayer, and Jesus also prayed. Um, but I think the first, you know, origin when we see prayer was in Genesis, right? Look at Genesis, and look at chapter 2, chapter 3, and you see the story of Adam, right? The Bible says that God created man. He said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. It begins yeah. to show you the origin of prayer. God created man because he wanted to fellowship with man. So like, like you should say, prayer is our life. And you mentioned prayer is our, our relationship with God. So when God created man, he wanted to have a fellowship, a union, a koinonia, right? A bringing together, you know, that you, you have this conversation, right? And so prayer allows us to commune with the Father. Remember, mm -hmm. again, you know, when we pray to God, we understand that one, God listens. And so prayer, you know how before, back in the day, when I just became a Christian, prayer was like a one-way radio call. I'm just out there with a walkie-talkie. Oh, I'm just speaking to God and all this stuff. And I don't even know if he listens. 
you know, and it becomes outrageous though, but prayer really is when God, remember God came in the evening after a long day at work, God, like, come on, man, like, what's going on? You know, Adam, you know, and they had a fellowship, they had a conversation. Adam said, no, God, that line over there, he don't listen, like, I know, I got it's okay. So <laughs> they had a beautiful relationship. So prayer allows us, you know, to fellowship with the Father. Mm-hmm. Now, our Christianity becomes a real stuff. It becomes a real walk. The way I have a conversation with you, you know, amazing ladies, right? That's how we talk with God. So prayer allows us to communicate with the Father and allows the Father to communicate with us. So it, it's not it's not a one-way thing, it's a two-way thing. And sometimes you're the one speaking, sometimes he's the one speaking and you just listen. And sometimes both of you are having conversation. You say, come, let's reason together, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the psalmist said. So prayer allows you, you know, to put your dynasty on earth. Because remember, we are spirits, we have a body, right? And as spirits, you know, we cannot exactly do certain things on earth without permission. So our body gives us the permission to do things on earth. So as a spirit person, right, we commune with God and then we're able to execute his justice on earth. Mm. I want to add something you to know. that. Oh, go ahead, yes. I also want to say, because I think it's right that people should know that it's the right way to, to pray and there's a wrong way to pray. You know, I don't know that was in my spirit to say that because there is a right way to pray and there is a wrong way to pray. So some things may not happen because maybe you don't know. Maybe some people don't know how to pray. You know, and one thing about God, he's not going to give you anything that's outside of his word. Mm -hmm. So in order to know how to pray, we have to understand the word of God. We have to understand the scriptures. And um, I think songs is the best way to learn how to pray. You know, songs will tell you what to say to God. You know, the book of songs is an amazing you know, revelation in that those scriptures to help you to know how to pray so that you can be in line with what, you know, what what's in prayer, what's what's for you to, you know, pray for. So that's beautiful. Um, you both said something that brought um the Ecclesiastes to my heart was that God has set eternity in our heart because you both spoke about bringing heaven to earth or manifesting what God has um, ordained here on earth, but we can only do that through prayer. So I want to make sure we touch on that. But before we do that, you brought up a great point, Lucia, and it makes me think of Matthew 6, 6, um, and 7 about right and wrong ways to pray. And I'll just start at 5, and this is where the model prayer came. Um, you know, a lot of people pray it verbatim, and then others say that it was just an example of how you are supposed to pray. But you know, you have people in prayer, um, maybe in church that start off church, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, you know. Um, so I'm going to just read this real quick and let's talk about how to pray. I guess I would do this and maybe James 5, 16. Um, but it says, and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Amen. Amen. And I think that's so powerful because a lot of people think that the more words they say, they speak and the harder they pray and the more they sweat that they have like something happens, but you can be saying a lot of nothing. 
you know? Um, so let's talk about that, y'all. Like, what does this look like in our relationship with the Lord? Go ahead. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, um, it's something about prayer. So um, I always look at Moses. Moses had hung out with God and he showed, right? Prayer leaves a glow. There's an afterglow, right? You know, I, I, when you pray, you know, the, the difference between the people that God was, Jesus was talking about was that these guys, they did it for a show. Rather, prayer shows you. Very different, right? Um, so Moses would go talk with God and commune with God. When he came back, it was so much glory over Moses. People were like, yo, Moses, where you been? They could tell. You know, at some point, guess what people began to say? Moses, could you tell God? Because there was a point people were doubting if God told me. When he came and said, God said, I'm going to break you out of Egypt. People were like, yeah, you're crazy. But when Pharaoh made it harder, people despised Moses. But when he came out with all the wonderful works, right? God, prayer comes with evidence. There's an evidence of prayer. When you pray, something happens. You know, you know, unlike the gods, the Bible says the God of Dagan, you know, the, that's the God of the Philistines, right? You know, these were powerless gods. And, 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 and Elijah proved it when he said, you know, I'm going to set fire down, pour all the water. These people cried. Well, his prayer shut their mouth of whatever faith gods they had. So when he prayed, it was an evidence. So what, what Jesus is trying to say, don't just pray in words and concepts and philosophies and all these beautiful stuff. Pray in action with words that, that, that are backed by the Spirit of God, right? So Moses hung out with God and he showed. Then pretty soon people say, Moses, could you tell God to please give us manna, to give us meat? You know, so when you come to that element of your prayer, when that spirit of prayer comes upon you, what happens is that people see it. There's an afterglow, right? And, and so you don't go about saying, oh, God, you know, like, you, even in the, in the few words you speak, right, the words have power. You know, there's they, 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 they that, they that, they that excellence that comes out, right? Because I don't think we could talk about prayer without the Holy Spirit, so I'm not sure if I'm allowed to go mm -hmm. yet. But I think it is so important that we understand that when you pray, as a child of God, things happen. We don't just pray because we want to pray, but things happen, right? So the question is, how will you know when things happen if you're not in your prayer? You know, so those guys were always castigating. You know, when I'm praying, you know, I, I, I shut myself out to the world, right? I bring myself into the throne. That's when he said, in, you know, in Psalm 100, he said, come in, you know, come into that gate, right? So when you go before a king, your phone shouldn't be ringing, for example. You go even before the president, right? There's this element of decorum, you know, the strip you down, the search you, you go, you just go by yourself, mm -hmm. right there, right? So when you go, you just know, I'm talking to God. Amen. And I always bring it back to, if you understand the person we pray to, if you understand the God we pray to, mm -hmm. the Adonai, the Elohim, you know, Yahweh, you know, God Almighty, you know, God in us, the best you pray to. And I think I just said something I shouldn't have said it, but God in us. So, you know, when people pray, they look up, oh, God. I mean, it's great to look up, but like, <laughs> he's in here, right? Yeah. You know, so um, I'm going to stop there. But I think it's so important that we understand that when we pray, things happen. And we're praying to a living God, not a dead God. That's amazing. Um, and, and what you just said about God in us that really like when people two things um when you come even you last night KJ I mean I know God is grand he's amazing I look at his creation how I mean it's endless and then he's even greater you know I'm like oh my gosh but then you said something that I don't know we just don't think about this every day like I have access to this 
person. I have, I mean, like you mentioned about the president yesterday, you said everybody don't have, have the president's number. Everybody can't just call him up, what up, Donald? Like, that don't, it don't work like that, you know? <laughs> but for the fact that we are sons and daughters of God, and we have access to come in and to talk to him and to get what's on his mind and to give him our heart. And he's like, okay, you know what? I got you. Don't worry. I'm going to fix that for you. Like, that is great. That's amazing. And then you said he's in us, right? And so even when we're praying, honing in and understanding that everything we need is in a, is right here. And all we have to do is press in. And like you said, shut everything else out. There's no looking around for him. Um, there's no waiting for him to come down. Like it, it's not like that. And that's maybe why there's not a lot of, um, manifestation when people are praying and i'm gonna pass it on to latrisa amen um i would have to use myself as an example i remember when my pastor was when i first came into christ embassy charlotte i didn't know how to speak at that time i didn't know how to pray in the spirit so i'm not gonna go so deep but i remember my pastor was telling me he was like if you want to live the higher life you're gonna have to learn how to pray and, you know, I remember me going home, listening to his words, and um, I had a little book on how to show me how to pray. And um, that book taught me so much. And I'm not going to go so deep in that, but what I did want to say for me, for prayer, I know what prayer has done for my life. And what really um, touches me is when I can pray for someone and they can, they tell me, actually, I got a call yesterday, late afternoon. I prayed for someone. Um, it's not been long ago. I took a trip back home and I met a classmate who had been saying some nice things about me that, you know, I, I have become a very holy person now. And, you know, she's too holy for me. So I came in contact with this person and I you know, I, I was given the opportunity to pray for them. And I just received a phone call from them last night that I don't know what, but your prayer that you prayed for me, I have been seeing everything fall in place for me. Everything. Since you prayed for me, my finances, my relationship, everything has been falling in place for me. I said, that's God. That's God. So I think for me, that's the most precious thing for me. But I also um, try to help them to understand that this is what God, this is what you can also receive from yourself. Because sometimes people, they get so caught up in you praying for them. But you also have to teach them that, look, you can do the same thing. Like, this is what God wants you to do. The same way I pray for you, the same thing, you can pray for yourself and things will happen even more. Why? Because only you know what you are going through. Only you know what to pray for, you know, at times when you need prayer. Sometimes we know what to pray for and sometimes we don't know what to pray for. But I, I feel like for me, that's the most precious thing in the world when you can convert someone to seeing the blessings and the prayers working in their life. Maybe they had been struggling, like, well, I've been praying, but things just wasn't happening. But then when you pray for me, it's like, you know, so I thank God for their opportunity, you know, with this certain person that I got to pray for them. And I truly believe that God is transforming their lives. 
I gotta come in here, please. I gotta come in here. <laughs> um, so, oh my God, thank you so much for coming in. Um, so Jesus hung out with the disciples, right? And, you know, for three years, look at the ministry of Jesus and all the amazing things. Jesus did this and did that. And these guys were so excited. I mean, this one time, these guys were about to perish. And like, Master, why are you sleeping? Why are you chilling? You know what I'm saying? And God, like, you know, he, he stopped the, you know, the seas. Another time, they were about to perish as well. Why are you, like, hanging on the boats? Like, why you just go, go, go during the day? They went out at night and he came and he walked on the water. Jesus mm. said something. He said, I got to go for you to get into this place. I got to mm. go. I got to go. Right? You look at the whole book of John 14. He was just showing us, you know, the, what he was about. He said, I'm about to send you another one like me. Right? He didn't send us a fake version. He didn't send us an under version. He sent us a current version. And we know that the newness of God is every morning. Right? So even the version that we received at the Pentecost, we have version 3,000 ahead, like every single day, it will renewed in that version, right? But guess what happened? He said, when I'm gone, I'm going to send you another one like me. I'm not going to leave you orphanos, right? And we understand that the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and they received, they received the Holy Spirit. So when I hear you talk about all these people that you pray for, the Bible says that we don't just pray in words, but in power, right? The power of the prayer it's the element of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you know, he influences that. He's the, he's the action person of the Trinity. And, and, and for me, what I understand is everyone that goes about chasing prayer, I'm like, no, receive the Holy Spirit inside of you. When he comes in contact with your spirits, oh my God, right? And that's when you start seeing Romans chapter 8, verse 26, like his spirit, he prays in our weakness. When you're out there saying, oh God, I need more, he said, no, what you don't need is money. There's a child of your sister that's about to cross the road right now, sit down and pray. Or, because he knows, like, because you out there pray for money. Do you understand that sending things, money can't fix it, right? So he knows us even better, you know. Like, that's why he said, Give us this day our daily bread. But then you go to a level where he starts saying, You are the one distributing entire verities, right? So I think and I believe that everyone that you know, you say, Well, I don't have the prayer when I pray, nothing happens. Quick, quick question Do you know the Holy Spirit? Amen. Do you pray in the Holy Spirit? Is it important right. for you to pray in the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus said it's important. You know, so when I hear Christians say, well, it's optional, I say, that's not what Jesus said, though. Jesus didn't think it was optional. He said, I'm going to send you another person. You know, he's going right. to be with you. And, the, and, the, and his, his main called disciples, like Peter, that was denying Jesus three times, right? The same Peter that was like, you know, his man wasn't so strong, began a minister, and 3,000 people were getting healed. The same Peter went to the man at the beautiful gate and said, listen, right? Whatever I have in the name of Jesus, I'm going to give it to you. And mm. that gift that he gave the person made him to leap up like a deer. That's oh, power. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I live in that power. I want to be in that power. I don't ever mm. want to get away. That's why David said, don't separate your Holy Spirit from me. Right? He understood. David understood how important it was. You know, that glow in his spirit. That's what he made him say, the Lord is my shepherd. I do not want. You know, it's not something you just say, you know, you read the Bible. Like, no, like you read the Bible. There's that element of, you know, we have met with God, right? You know, Jacob said, Father, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to mm. let you go. He held the angel. The angel said, I'm going to go and say, no, you're going to bless me one more Amen. time. Look at the prayer of Jabez, right? There's something about when you pray in the spirits, right? It's, it's different. Mm. Things change. You know, you can book um, Jabez is first Chronicles chapter chapter four, verse nine to ten. You know, the man said the the man's name meant you know sorrowful. The guy said, Oh god, you gotta change it. 
it's not something you pray and it's like you just pray no it's something like you, you pull something this guy pulled the divine into that prayer so when you pull the divine heaven moves right so it's important that we understand that jesus himself prayed in the holy ghost the bible said that the holy spirit like a dove descended on jesus mm. before that he couldn't do many miracles though and afterwards, this little guy led him. So you're going to be led. So sometimes you out, you you sitting down. You know, um, 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 and like Ezekiel said, like, the spirit stood me up on my feet. Sometimes you just let to go pray, to go do. That becomes a force, right? So now your expression is expressions of God. That's when you're yielded to the spirit of God. So you cannot mm-hmm. pray without understanding that at some points, right? You become a slave. To this thing right but the bible says that my yoke is light and easy so don't think about slavery like you were in chains no yes we're being born because our born is to preach the gospel because it's yes. different because you understand that the father of the father is in making sure that the whole field that he bought he wants you to find a treasure so i think mm-hmm. as a king or he did say it is the glory of god to hide the temple but the honor of kings to unveil it that as a king you can understand there's a place of prayer. <laughs> prayer allows you now to get into the mind of God, to lambano that thing, right? To pull it. I always say that you have to make deposit of prayer and then use your faith to cash it out. So faith, you know, faith is that currency used in, the, in, in making the transactions. But prayer is a deposit. Some people, you go and you're asking God, God, help me. And God say, I don't see your deposit, though. I don't see it. You haven't prayed. Because if he gives you the blessing, your, your mind is too kind of to receive it. So for me, I think it's so important that we understand that even you can pray like Latricia. Because, I mean, you got to hear her pray. Boy, when you get into that place of prayer and you just, you know, you're just weeping for people. Like, you understand? Like, you know, you start feeling, you know, for some people, I'm an empath. It's not an empath. I'm not an empath. But I got to the point where when I pray, I'm crying. Like, I'm not crying because, you know, I, I, my body's in pain. But I feel... I feel the heart of God towards certain things, right? And like, oh God, you know, you can't let this person go. Oh God, you can't let them go. You know, give me one more chance. You know, one more chance. And at that point, your heart is softened. Guess what? He moves. At that point, he moves. Yeah. Amen. That's, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's amazing. So you said it, KJ, and um, what Latrice, you mentioned the person was like, you know, when I pray, nothing happens. It made me think about, Many times, so in in the in the in the in the situation where God um, or Jesus was sleeping on the boat and the the storm was there, they didn't believe. They didn't have faith, you know. When they were casting out the the demon out of the little boy, and the father had to bring him to Jesus, like your disciples couldn't do it because they didn't believe. And a lot of people pray doubting. It's not going to happen. God said, when you pray and you ask for it and you believe it, then you can just be rest assured that you have it already so there's a, a an element to prayer and it's you have to pray in faith if you're not in faith if you're not believing then you're not going to actually see it come through right that's one thing then you also had something amazing that it immediately touched me which is, is the spirit of intercession it's intercession and, and and that's another level of prayer everyone does not have that as that spirit to intercede which means i have the authority in the spirit to go and and stand in the gap, right, to represent you because you may not be able to do it or you're not spiritually aware or awakened yet or I just carry that authority in the spirit to be able to come and and bring this plea to the Lord, right? And so that's when you see, like, you know things before they happen and you catch it and then you, you pray over it or you can feel the pain of people. So you mentioned, KJ, like how Latrice would just cry and is that that 
part of how, being an intercessor. You can feel what people feel. You can stand sure. next to somebody and you can feel the weight that they're carrying and you can just pick it up and say, Lord, and cry out for them. It's not because you're in pain or you're sad or depressed, but I can feel your pain. I understand what you're carrying. I, I can feel the weight of this world, the fear that's going on. You can just feel it and you bring it to the Father. And it makes me think of Abraham. I think maybe that's one of the first accounts of his session when he came to the father about Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was saying, Lord, so this is, I, I, if people, you know, pay attention to this specific part, because I think it would answer a lot of questions about prayer too, when it comes to strategy and being specific, knowing what you want. Abraham said, Lord, if there were uh, 10 people left, will you, you know, 10 righteous people left, would you destroy this place? God said, no, I won't do it. And then he went back. What about five? You know, so that shows us number two, the intercession. He's standing between this sinful place asking God to not destroy them. And God is considering it. He's like, I won't do it if there's somebody like you there, right? And then you have Abraham praying specific prayer. He goes 10. God answers for 10. He has to go back for five. Then God answers for five. So you also want to be able to come to God knowing what you want because he's going to answer exactly what you ask him when you come to him with faith and believing. And so you also mentioned praying in tongues and praying in the spirit. And, you know, there's so many doctrines, right? I personally believe you can pray in the spirit without praying in tongues because you're praying the word of God and God's word is spirit. So when you talk about Lord, um, you know, and he shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory and you believe it, you're praying spiritual things, right? But then you have a higher level of prayer. You have <laughs> tongues and with praying in tongues, you're praying the perfect will of God. And I'm going to let KJ and Latrice, you know, go into that as well but i know when i began to pray in tongues even when i was praying the word which is good and 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 i had this it's, it was like it awakened like like the, it awakened the holy spirit in me but then it's like something else happened and i began to pray these things i could not understand and it came with just i don't know this it, it just began to build me and strengthen me over time and um and, and so, yeah, I remember when I prayed and, and I could see and things looked different and I heard differently, all these different things. So I want to talk about that um, for those watching that may not pray in tongues or may have heard it and, and wonder about it. All right. I'll go again first. All right. So the one thing you just mentioned, I just kind of want to throw more light to it just before I move into, you know, praying in tongues. So Ezekiel 22 verse 30, very quickly, I'm going to read that. I'm um, reading from NKJV. It says, So I sought for a man among them who will make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Therefore, I have put out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. Right? If there is no man or woman to intercede, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. And the Bible tells very clearly, right, that the church is standing the gap for the whole world. People don't understand, like, show the church that, like, if the church shuts our mouth, will we start praying? Game over. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be things you've never seen happening, right? So again, the point of intercession, you know, just like Ezekiel, the Bible says, "I made you a watchman, right, over Israel." So it is our duty as Christians. Again, it's that high level of you, you, you understand that he said it is a final special to give the kingdom, but he also said again. 
you know, that seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. His righteousness is going after the law. So when you get into that point where you're praying for other people, you know, the brethren, people that are lost, people that are, you know, intense, people that are, you know, just doing things that you know is not concerned with God's word. The special, you know, there's a special coverage. And God's saying it's depending on us. So you see that in, you know, Isaiah 6 verse 8. He said, who shall I send? He said, here I am, here I am. You know, that's the one thing we said, like, here we are, Lord. You know, so I think that is important. So for those that, you know, you, you pray that selfish prayer of, oh, God, just bless me. Give me a daily bread. Did you just praying for you and your family? That's not a way, you know. So praise God. But I think on the element of praying in tongues, it is so important that we understand that what praying in tongues, what it does is it wells the spirit inside of you. That's the first thing, right? Because if you look at what Jesus said in, you know, um, Mark 9, verse 23, he said, to him that believe, all things are possible. Because a lot of time, the one thing we, you know, unbelief, unbelief, because there's a lot of knowledge you have of the world. You know, God said, I'm going to make you healed. And you have, you have this cancer right here. You could see it. Now, right there, th th you have a big situation because you see it. It's right there. You can't deny it. But he's saying you're healed, though, to him that believes. Because Jesus said it again in, in Mark 11, 23. He said, have the God kind of faith. The one thing I think about all the time is I think about, like, the Steph Curry, right? The Kobe, bless his soul. You know, when they... But sometimes you say they make the shot. They just make the shot. They look away. Like they just go back. They know it's going in. They have practice and practice <laughs> and practice. They know when I when I do that ball that way, when I'm in that one spot, shoot. it's going in. Right? So Jesus, when he spoke to the tree, he didn't have to think about it. Like, yeah, no one ever eat of you. He just walked away. So I'm like, man, that's a new one. But you understand because Jesus hung out with the spirit that he knew the new model, right? There's a new version. Because, you know, back in the days, Moses had to stretch his hand with his, his rod and divide the sea. And then here comes Joshua. Joshua said, no, there's a new version now. The new version is, I'm going to stand you know, in the water with an ark and it's going to be split. Elijah said, no, 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 that's not how we do it over here. Elijah said, I'm going to just drop my mantle and we divide it. Jesus said, what y'all doing? We're just going to walk on the water. Is that even there? You know, so is that, wow. is that it, it goes deep. So how do you know in the spirits? In the spirit. Yeah. So I think I'm going to pull up from one chapter 8, verse 26. It really shows us the importance of praying. That, that fellowship with the Father is so important. It's so important. So Romans 8 verse 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be ordered. Mm. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Now, you know, people quote 28 a lot. And I tell them, why you quote 28? You got to know what happened in 26 and 27. Because 28 says, and now we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. To so those who are called according to the purpose, right? And then you actually quote 29. But what I'm trying to say is the Spirit of God is the one that searches, right? He searches the mind of God. Because the Bible does tell us clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if you read from verse 8 to verse 16, it tells us that he, he, the, no one knows the heart of man mm -hmm. but man. The spirit of man. He said, no one knows the hand of God, but the spirit of God. And now you have the spirit of God. So what spirit of God does? He, he channels the hand of God on your decision, on your prayer. So out here, you're here praying with your words. Your words are not sufficient. How many words could you say in, a, in an hour? But when you speak in tongues, the Bible says you speak mysteries. Amen. Mysteries. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says, I have made you a wonder to the world. And so mm. when you become a wonder, what do you mean? The mysteries. My pastor, Pastor Chris, always say that until you bring certain mysteries to the world, you're not going to do certain things. He says, let your kingdom be established on earth. What does he mean when he's, when Jesus, what does he mean when he said that? 
How do you establish a kingdom? This is a, it's how do you bring it here on earth? This true prayer. And so the God he aligns this, I call it auto align. Because you are here, you pray, oh God, my job. God, he says, that's your job. There's something about to happen to that company. I want you to move now. So prayer aligns you, aligns you, just moves you away from there. So the more you hang out with God, just like most, the Bible says in the book of, you know, first Corinthians, it says, we're beginning to change into the glory of God. So now it becomes easier when God says, you know what, like he told Abraham, I want you to get up today, move your whole, your whole, you know, mighty family, because this man had a lot of people, right? It wasn't like a small move, like you're not moving my house, you know, I'm going to buy a new house, and I'm about to move like my, my two-bedroom apartments. No, this man was moving the whole city because he had a lot of people. It takes faith. It, it takes faith. I remember, you know, last Wednesday, my brother speaking on the Wednesday service. He said that, you know, that, that certain things that God tells you to do, it takes a lot of faith because it's not, it's not like a simple act. But how do you be able, how are you able to, to get into the point where God says, move, you move? Guess what? Because you're in the spirit. Because you understand God is leading you. That's the only way you could actually make Romans person alive in your spirit because he said those are led by the spirit are the sons of God. If you're led by your flesh, you know, you know, the, the, the doctor said this, you know, my bank account is saying this, you know, I see this and I hear that. It's like, just shut it off. The Spirit of God allows you to get into that place where, one, you're moving in trust. How did Abraham try to kill his son? You know, Isaac is the vehicle to produce the promise. The person that gave me the promise is God. If God said, kill Isaac, kill Isaac. Because you have to understand, when you get into the point where your heart is in the prayer, and your prayers with the Spirit, that means you are speaking a different level of wealth, of understanding. At that point, your wisdom manifold itself on earth. So I think it's so important we understand that the Spirit of prayer, the Spirit of God is so important. If not, you're going to be praying amiss. You're praying amiss and you come back and it's not working. Amen. Amen. And um, just to add to that, Prayer is also a discipline. I just kept hearing that in my spirit. You have to discipline yourself to pray, you know. <laughs> you can't just pray in your head and think things in your head. You know, God gave us our mouth so that we can use to chart the course of our life. So we have to speak those things forth, you know. And a lot of things will not happen in your life unless you pray. You know, you can, somebody can give you a prophecy word. Their prophecy word will not come to pass unless you pray unless you see those things in the spirit. You have to bring it into the physical. And the scripture that I was going to read from was also 1 Corinthians 14, 2. It says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. How about in the spirit he speak mysteries? So when we speak in tongues, we are not speaking to man. We are speaking uh -huh. to God. We are going straight to the Father, you know, we, we are praying to God. We are edifying ourselves. You know, we, we, and as we pray and as we speak in tongues, the Spirit of God open our eyes so that we know what we need to pray for, so that we know what we need to say. And, you know, it also says that, you know, if you speak in, in an unknown tongue, you should pray that you should interpret. That's one gift that God has given me, that when I pray, I'm able to interpret what it is that the spirit wants me to say. I'm like, God, you are too much. You are too much. So we serve a good God. And, you know, these gifts that God has given us is for his kingdom. It's for us to chart the course in our life and to also bring more people into the kingdom of God so that they too can tap into this, you know, this prayer life, this life that God has called us to be in, this family. It's a family when you're in Christ, you know, and it's not, 
something that we keep to ourselves. It's something that we, we go out, we win more souls so that I remember when I, when I first started to pray, it was amazing. I just wanted everybody to know what God was doing in my life. You know, um, sadly to say, everybody's not going to understand right then and there. I remember when I first started speaking in tongues, my family thought I was in a cult. They was like, what if she went up there in North Carolina? What is she doing? Who are these people she is, she's with? Like, she's praying in a voice that we have never heard. We don't know what she's saying. Like, for a while, it was like they just kind of pushed me away. But I continued to pray for them and pray for them and pray for them. Now, do you know who they call on me all the time? They call me. We need you. We need you. Why? Because they... They have, they see that my prayers work. It's not me, it's the God in me. And I always tell them, it's not me, it's God. He wants to have this same relationship with you. Like you said, Jesus said, when I ascend in heaven, I will leave you a comforter to be with you and to be in you, to show you all things, even things to come. So this is what Jesus has given us, but we ourselves, we play a part in it, you know? So we have to um, allow ourselves to pray, to Give ourselves to the word so that we fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit is able to protect you. You know, I remember telling you all my uh, testimony about how I was asleep and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit protected me while I was asleep. It was like a dog guarding his territory. The devil tried to kill me in my sleep, but because my spirit was, my spirit was so built up and I was so built up in the things of God that my spirit was able to protect my body as I sleep. Because see, what people don't realize, your body, this right here is nothing but a shell. The real you is inside this body. The real me is my spirit. So while I was sleeping, my spirit was able to protect my shell. You know, my spirit was able to, you know, chase off the devil in his attacks. He wanted to kill me. The spirit like, no, and it made this sound like this growling sound that I've never heard come out of myself while I was asleep. And I'm like, oh my God. And I knew then it's so much more to knowing God than what we just really know. It's so much. It's so much. We can never stop growing. We have to keep walking with God until we just walk out of this world. We walk uh, with God until uh, we just blurry. continue to just go out of this world because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be forever growing into the things of God, that you grow so much till you grow to the point where you have completed your work here on earth. And as we complete our work here, then there's then we go to a higher realm. You know, uh-huh. we go to a higher place where God needs us even more, but God put us here on earth to complete this work first, to complete this walk with him. Why? Because he has a greater walk for us in heaven. He has greater to come for us in heaven. So, you know, I just give God the glory and the honor and the privilege. It's such a privilege to be a Christian. It's such a privilege to be a child of God. You know, not everybody are children of of children of God. You know, we are all His creation, but not everybody belong to God. You know, so it's an honor to be a child of God. You know, it's an honor to, you know, just know God, just to love Him, 
you know, just to have a personal relationship with him, just for God to speak to you, you know, just for you to hear the voice of God leading you. It's like, God, it's so many more people in the world, but you have, you have chosen me to, you, you speak to me, you know, and I, um, I quote that scripture all, all the time where it says, all are called, many are called, but few are chosen. A lot of people don't understand that scripture. They feel like, um, well, God chosen a certain group of people, like he hasn't chosen me, but that's not true. It says many are called, but only a few are chosen. It's because only a few people take the time to give God their all. Only a few people will open their self up and allow God to direct their life. They open their self up and they say, you know what, God, I lose my way to follow you. You know, I lose my way. I lay down my life and I pick up my new life. So a lot of people struggle with that scripture. And when they see people doing things of the spirit, when they see people doing exploits, they feel like, oh, God favored that person more than he favored me. But prayer is a discipline. You have to discipline yourself to pray. You have to discipline yourself to, you know, want the things of God, you know. And I remember when I started believing in God, I received Jesus Christ when I was 12. Because at that age, I started going through things where I was, like, how did I get here? You know, I didn't know too much about the Bible, but I, I went to church every Sunday. I'm like, you know, I started questioning, like, how did I get here? And I wanted to know. I knew that I came through my mom, but I felt like it was so much more like it's something else going on, you know, and God began to reveal himself to me. And one thing about God, God knows how to reach each and every last one of us. So I do, I do know, and it says in the Bible that when we stand before God, we all will be judged. We all will be because of the simple fact. One thing about God, he knows how to reach each and every last one of us. Even if you didn't grow up in a church, some things that would just happen in your life that you would just know, okay, it gotta be a God. There has to be a God. So, you know, I, I just thank God for, you know, loving us and, you know, to know God is everything. To be a part of his kingdom is is irreplaceable, you know. So I just give God that glory. Amen. Amen. That's amazing. I love your passion. It, it stirs up something in me, you know. Um, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. God is amazing. And, um, it is such a, a, a great thing to be able to walk with him. It's a journey. It's a beautiful journey. It's, it's, it's a life of just mystery and wonder mm -hmm. and just, oh my, God. I mean, it's beautiful. And you know, the amazing thing about it is that we each have our individual relationship. You know, I, I was listening to you and Tracy and I was like, but wait, I feel like that about him. He chose me, <laughs> and, you know, and it's, and that's the truth though. That's how it, that's how you, you expect, for me, it's the expression of it. It's like, I feel like, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I, I don't even know how to explain it because it's, it's a wonder. It's a it wonder. Is. That's it. And that's how he, we call him. He's a wonder. You know, it's beautiful. Um, and you, you mentioned something that brought me straight to a scripture. I already had it, but I was like, Lord, you're so perfect. Um, this is Jesus at the Last Supper. And when I read it, I remember getting this revelation like, wow, because um, I believe, you know, there's these ascensions that happen as you pray, as you have this, um, this, this moment with God or these moments with God. Um, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Mm -hmm. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, 
all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many of the remissions of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And this is the part that really stuck out to me. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And so what I saw there was a development of communion with the Lord. So you eat, right? You read the word, you're, you're getting in it, you begin to get these revelations, you begin to understand, then you worship him and you sing. And it, it's almost something that happens automatic in your spirit. And if you pay attention now when you pray, you probably will notice that this is what happens. You're, you're in the word, you're meditating on the word, you, 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 know, you get these revelations, then you begin to sing and worship because something mm -hmm. hits you. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. And then you fall into this worship and next thing you know, you're in a mountain. You're in a high place. You begin to have visions. You begin to have these, you know, you hear his voice. You begin to have all these supernatural experiences because of the development and the ascension of this prayer that you had mm. with God. And, but it takes time to develop that. And it's a process. And, um, and, and, but it's a promise. I mean, it's right in the word that God gave that to us. And how many times did the Lord go up to a mountain did he go to a high place? Did he get revelation? Did he hear the voice of the father? Did he see visions? And, and, and this is that place where he spent time. I could come down and then speak just like Moses did, you know, um, and teach and so forth. And so another thing I mentioned, I saw after that is that he takes only a few people with him, you know, and that makes me think of when God gives us a promise or he gives us a work to do. You don't share it with everybody because again, faith, you know, faith, um, believing, and then he tells them to pray that you don't fall into temptation. Amen. And um, that's where I'm going to stop. And I'm going to ask you, KJ, could you expound on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think about the role of prayer, you know, and, and, and I, I think just, you know, looking at the comments, I, I saw, you know, one person, I think is um, fine asking about the, the the, the unstableness, right? Or you praying, and I think that's pretty easy, right? You know, um, the one thing that you know, growing up, I used to watch a lot of Western movies, like the Wild Wild West. And I remember people with the horses, and then they have this lasso, they tie. And I tell people that you are the captain of your sheep, right? James said in James one verse eight, and I'm gonna read it very quickly. He said, "For being as he is, a man with two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable, and uncertain about everything he thinks." feels and decides right and so for me it's like when you are trying to pray your mind is all about the place i tell you bring your <laughs> mind into subjection it is important jesus said it over and over again you know don't doubt when you pray don't doubt don't doubt when you doubt because when god said let it be light he didn't say um is that gonna be light should there be light like he was absolutely resolute he said let it be light and you light. see we are we are the sons of god a God gives birth to a God, you know, so we, 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 we speak God's words, you Amen. know, so when you're about to pray and you feel like some doubts, oh God, go back and read the word. When you read the word, <laughs> so what we do when we read the word, right? I, I think I'm at a point in my life with God, in my work with God, I can't, and you know, dude, I can't read more than one verse without speaking in tongues. Like, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm trying to read like, oh boy, it hits me one kind of way and I'm Amen. trying to hold myself just to read the scripture. Right, so when you when you feel like okay, I'm not sure, go and read the word. When you see what God says in the word, like oh wow, that's what He says. You lift your hands up. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So what you do, you just talked about it right now. So that point of eating the word, 
You know, when you eat the word, that's the word of God. You know, Isaiah said, I ate the word, right? You know, I Amen. ate the word of God, right? How you eat the word of God, you eat the word, you take it inside of you. Right, that's what the psalmist said. He said, let the word of God be in you, right? You know, so that he said, don't hang out anywhere else. Stay in the word of God. You know, God told Joshua 1 verse 8, speak the word, speak out of your mouth. So when you speak the word of God, guess what happens? Prayer comes out. Because now you are, you know, because the Bible said Jesus is the word of God, right? So now Jesus became the word, the word became flesh. So when you speak God's word, when you're reading God's word, when you may see the God's word, the spirit of God brings to bring clarity in your spirits. Right, so it's not long. I'm telling you, if you read God's word, it's not long before you start praying. Someone say, I can't pray. Go open your Bible, start reading, start reading. Amen. Right, the, 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 the one that wrote the Bible, the Bible says in second, you know, Timothy 3 verse 16 that the word of God is is, is, is concepted by the spirit of God. The one that wrote the Bible who speaks to you when you read the Bible, pretty easy, right? When you read about a book. The book you read about tells you about the one you're reading about, right? The author is trying to show you a perspective about the fiction or whatever. The Holy Spirit gives you inspiration. So what you mm. just read, eat the word of God. Then you eat the word of God. That's the spirit, right? Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, I'm reading TPT. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion, but instead be filled with the food of the Holy Spirit. Right? So when you drink the cup, when you drink the word, like you, you receive the spirit into you. You know, think about a drunk person. Drunk person can't even see. Like, you're so full of gas, but you can't even see. Like, you just out there staggering. You're monitoring the walls. Like, it's coming out of you. Like, now you have the word of God. Right? You have the spirit of God. Guess what you do? You're establishing judgments. Right? You're just dropping it out. The Bible says that he wants your cup to overflow. Amen. That's what Abraham was. Like, Abraham had hung out so much with the Father. So much blessing that the residual blessing, the second-hand blessing, had caused problems with his cousin. Do you understand? Like, God wants you to get to the point where there's so much when you cut you, right? When they cut you, the Bible says, like, fire showed up in my bones. I couldn't keep silent. The word of God is inside of you. It wants, it wants to get expression. This, you're the light of the world. You can't help but shine. I don't have the sun doesn't beg to shine. You just shine. That's what you do. So the word of God, so when you get to that level, right, you get to the point where, like, like a cloud, you're covered. And that's mm -hmm. what the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles chapter three, verse one. He says, "Now you don't need no, you don't need no recommendation. You don't need somebody to give you validation. People see you as the word. You become the living, express image of the Father. People see and they say, God is over there. There's God over here. Do you understand? People said that the people of Israel were the people of God. How did they know? How did they know that the people of God were people of the people of Israel, people of God? They could see the expression of God. Mm -hmm. They said, I can't do it." These are people of God. How did they know? They were setting expressions. The Bible says that by the finger of God, like the Holy Spirit begins to write your life out. Your script is written mm. God. That's when you say that I shall be your God. You shall be my people. So it, when you get to the point where you're drinking, you're eating, right? It's, mm. it's, 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 it's duty pound. Like the Bible says, when the clouds be full of rain, it's going to drop. It's, 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 it's automatic that you're going to drop this thing. Right, Amen. so that's where we want to be at. Right, that's what Jesus is trying to show us. That, like, hey, I gotta be in you because if I'm out here, Emmanuel, God be with us, and He wants to be in you. It's when He's in Amen. you that this becomes easy because now you don't have to struggle. You see, you're the point where it's like, Oh, God, this is easy, Amen. right? Well, this is the thing about prayer, right? Praying with the Spirit is in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I'm gonna read it very quickly. Romans 12, verse 1, very, very key. I'm reading from the Amplifier Classic. Romans 12, verse 11. It says, Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards Him boiling hot. Radiate 
with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. And so for me, I think that when you are hanging out with the Father, when you are praying, it gives you a glow. A lot of people are like, oh, God, you know, you know, you feel like when I was in church, I was like, oh, I, you know, I could do it. So I could push the mountain. I could like, you know, I could give the devil a sledgehammer. But you leave yeah. the church and you're like, ah, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. You know, I someone put some water on you. How do you keep the glow? How do you stay there? How do you stay wrapped up the Holy Spirit? That's prayer. That's what prayer does. That's what teacher was trying to say. That is a discipline. Like with you as a soldier, you stand up. You stand God. You stand God all the time. You don't put your, your, your armor down. Remember when God was showing Gideon, the people he was going to choose at 300. He said, when they go to drink water, you're going to see the ones that just lay down, just drinking, just lapping water. Like, these guys aren't ready. Because he wants you as a posture. Prayer has a posture. Prayer, prayer sets you up on high. He props you up. So you're not taking a bath. Devil doesn't surprise you. Like the church was praying. He said, that spirit was alert. There's a growl in your spirit. That's where the lion of the chapel of Judah comes in. The lion is in charge at all times. Your spirit, your angels are mounting God. No, no, you can't just go like, oh, God, something happened to me. No, you already knew. You saw it, right? You already heard the Spirit of God tell you. He wants you. Like an antenna is out there. It's out. Your angels are out there. So prayer gives you a glow. You're on fire. You stay focused. You're boiling hot. So Amen. you don't get surprised by the devil. Because the devil wants to surprise you. The Bible said like a roaring lion looking for who to devour. How are you going to devour me if I'm a watchman? I already saw you coming, though. I already saw you coming. He said, the Bible said he rebuked the devil immediately. He said, Peter, get thee behind me. Because he knew. Most of us, we out here, devil is out here, like going from the back, slap you at the back, you turn and he slap you over here, he playing with you. So you want to get to the point where you stay constantly be filled with the Spirit. Amen. And I want to add something to that real quickly. Um, about speaking in tongues, you know, uh, I think you said it, KJ, like in our regular voice, it's not enough words to say. You know, you can pray. It says in the Bible to pray in the known and in the unknown. But the thing about praying in the spirit, you know, the thing about praying in the spirit, once you start speaking in tongues, then your spirit is going to direct you to the things that you need to pray for. When you speak, you can pray in your regular voice. It says pray in the unknown, but you are going to run out of words to say. You know, you may pray and then all of a sudden your mind can take you to, you know, maybe something somebody did or said to you, and it's going to take you off track from your focus of praying. But when you pray in tongue, your mind is unfruitful. Your mind don't even know what's going on. It's only your spirit that channels your mind to know what's going on. And it's so powerful. Even before I started doing it, I'm like, how in the world is this possible? But to the believer, to the Christian, all things are possible to us. And we are a wonder to the unbeliever. So that they can see and know that the gifts and the, you know, the things that God has freely given to us through the spirit of God. And it's for them to believe, you know. So um, I thank God for that, you know. And um, at this time, I want to, you know, just lead anyone who hasn't received it, Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you know, to know Jesus is everything. Jesus died for us. You know, in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So in Jesus, we have everlasting life. So, you know, I just want to take the time and opportunity, if there's anyone watching and you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, this is the time for you to, you know, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
Jesus is the only way, the truth, the life. There's no plan B when it comes to Jesus. You know, in life, we have plan A for this. If this don't work out, plan B for this. But in the things of God, Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way. You know, no other God ever said that but Jesus. And Jesus is the, God is the only true and living God. He is the only one who's given us life. Even after this life, after this life is over, we will still be able to live on in the kingdom of God. So I just would like to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And, you know, the prayer of salvation is basically just, you know, believing in your heart that Jesus is the Lord of your life and confessing with your mouth, I believe in Jesus with all of my heart. And, you know, that that quick prayer will, you know, you will become a child of God just by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And even that prayer, it will, you, be, you will begin to see things in your life because once you become a child of God, there are things that God will be able to do for you. There are things that will, will start to happen in your life. But you yourself, even after you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have to make it your business to go deeper into the word of God. Go deeper into the scriptures. Listen to motivational, spiritual messages that will keep you going in the way that God wants you to go in. You know, I remember when I really didn't know too much about the Bible, but it's so important to be in a, you know, faith-filled church too. In the Bible, it says, how can you hear without a preacher? So it's also important that you find a church home or be connected to a church family because in that church family, you're going to find so much more revelation into the things of God, you know, because we are one, we are all one together in Christ, you know, and, you know, when you find yourself in a place, you find yourself serving God, you find yourself winning more souls to the kingdom of God. And the only thing that would matter to you is doing the work of the one who sent you. Everything else, you know, it, it, it won't matter as much because when you give, when you are about God's business, he's already about your business. When you give God your time, everything else in your life will begin to fall in place for you. So I just would encourage you to, you know, um, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the only way. He is the only truth. And he is the only life. Without him, we would not be able to be speaking to you today. Without the life of God in us, without God transforming our life, we wouldn't be able to come to you today, you know, so we thank God for filling us, you know, with his word. And I thank God that each of us have allowed ourselves to take time to give ourselves to the things of God so that we can also come before you and bless you with the word of God. Amen. Could you um, give them the prayer so they could recite after you? Yes. So let me find, let me just find a scripture. And that way, you know, they can have something to go back on to. So while you pray and put in that, um, just want to read very quickly. Um, so remember Jesus said that no man can receive this thing except it's been given to him by God, right? So everything that we have, we receive from God. It is so important. And for Christians that are listening to us right now, for those of you that, you know, I tell people that, you know, 
almost I felt like a spin of evangelism came upon me, right? I, I call myself a recruiter. I, I'm a star recruiter for the kingdom of God. If you want to recruit for the kingdom, there's a special angel, but a special angels are releasing this day and time because the time is short. Remember, the time is short. This is not a joke. It's never been a joke, but more than ever before, Christians, listen to me. Bible says that there are crowns of glory for those that are doing his work even now. Remember when he said, he said, remember when he said, if you refuse to acknowledge me as your father, I'm going to, I'm going to, but when I get in front of him, I'm going to say, I don't know who you are. It's so important. Look at what he says in Isaiah 66 verse 8. The NIV said, who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen things like this? Say, can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Say, yet no sooner than is Zion in labor that she gives birth to her children. It is true prayer. We bet people through prayer. People tell me, how do you get all these people to convert to that? I say, it's only simple prayer. I tell you, I called your names in my prayer. I knew that when I cried, I said, God, this is why I can't let this one go. And you got to be persistent. Remember, you got to be persistent. You can't just pray one time and leave. No. Bible says in the book of James, mm-hmm. chapter 5, read from verse you know, 14, all the way down to 17. It said, Elijah was a light man with passion. He prayed fervently. What does it mean? If you go back to the book of First Kings, we talked about that story. The Bible says that Elijah was praying and he said he put his head behind his head. He was praying fervently. He showed himself while he put his face and was praying. And then he told the servant, go check. He said, no, there's nothing. He said, go check again. He continued praying. Sometimes we pray one time, oh God, bless, you know, go, go get my sister. She's not doing so. Go get my cousin. He's smoking and all that stuff. You pray, you stop. No, the devil is personally on their heart. So you have to be persistent. Jesus said some of this comes by praying and fasting. You got to go the distance. You're like a boxer. You can't finish your round two. You got to go the distance. You got to hang. Jesus said, come on, Peter. So when you're praying for the lost, you got to go. You have to cry. If you're not crying, you haven't started. You haven't started. You got to remember the Father. He sent Jesus to die for this world. So you can't mock anybody. You can't like, your Father. No. The Bible says the love of the Father is so liquid that it's going to go to any place. There's no distance that is too far. You can't, you can't say, you know, I killed 10 people. You don't want to kill anybody, but he loves you regardless. And so as Christians, if you have got to the point where you don't even pray for the loss, ha, 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 ha. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that I'm telling you that angels, that special forces of angels that come to you when you start praying the people of God, you know, start praying people to come into the kingdom. Because he said there's a party in heaven over one person. Can you imagine if your job yeah. is, because I told you I have a challenge this year, to win souls every single day. And I'm telling you, the blessings in my life, I have to have, actually have a session for my testimonies. What has happened to me for the last three months? In unbelievable terms, I'm telling you. So I want you to remember that until you get to the point where you're leading people to Christ, forget yourself. Forget yourself. Seek you the kingdom and his righteousness. Yeah. Believe me, the SUVs, the houses, in the relationship, the children, is all going to come. He's done it for many people before you. Look at God's people. Look at all the people that did God's word. Even in our day and time, there are many references of people that they serve God and God never lets people down. He said, I'm never going to let my word fall to the ground. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. So I encourage you, Christians. Christian, this is for you. I encourage you. Don't get to the point where God has so much blessed you. You now become cheap. You just sit down there. And I'm telling you, that's what happened to Saul. Saul got so lax with the spirits. This man was filled with the spirit of God. Then God so likes. He was a king. God said, do this. Like, I'm going to do this. Then he began to pick and choose. You don't pick and roll with God. You do his word. He said, go and get me souls. Go and get me my people. 
They are perishing. The devil is deceiving them. He said, go get me my souls. I need my souls. He wants to come to the presence with all his people. And he said, until the whole earth is actually with the kingdom, with the word of God. He ain't ready to so if you're in your life, you're out here being so chill. You know, God, I want to get a new PS5. I want to get a new car. Man, I'm telling you right now, change your ways. You are out of line. It's okay to be in the kingdom and just hang out and receive the pure milk. There's a time way to have the bones, right? He wants you to be a soldier in Christ. The devil is not chilling. Why are you chilling as a Christian? The devil's angels are out there doing dis destroying lives. Your life giver. How many people have you given life this week? Have you given anybody life? Are you speaking the word? There's a virus out there. Are you Christians just out here thinking one day you're going to get the vaccine? You are the vaccine. Come on, man. I'm telling you right now. As Christians, you have to have a favor in your spirits. You have to mm -hmm. feel what your father is feeling. People, God's people are dying in the streets. God's people are dying in their homes. He said, no, there's bombing Gilead. Are you praying for anybody? Are you healing the sick? Are you using the word? He said, this time shall follow you. There's evidence when you pray. Do you have evidence? When was the last time you had evidence in your prayer? If you don't have Amen. evidence, go back to the foundation. Go back to the foundation of Christianity. You're doing the wrong thing. You cannot be selfish as a Christian. Amen. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So now I would just lead you all in the prayer of salvation. And you can repeat after me. Oh, Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come to the name of Jesus Christ. Your word says, Your word says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I ask Jesus to come into my heart. I ask Jesus to come into my heart. To be the Lord of my life. To be the Lord of my life. I receive eternal life in my spirit. I receive eternal life in my spirit. And according to Romans 10, 9. And according to Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. And if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. The Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. And shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Thou shall be saved. I declare that I am saved. I declare that I am saved. I am born again. I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I now have Christ dwelling in me. I now have Christ dwelling in me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I now walk in the consciousness. I now walk in the consciousness of my new life in Christ Jesus. Of my new life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. If you just Hallelujah. said that prayer of salvation with us, you are a new creation. You are born again. And once you become a child of God, Instantly, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new in your life. So, you know, I just would like us to pray for a couple minutes because the thing is, once you are born again, that's when the devil tries to attack you so much more. He hates that because he knows that every stronghold has been immediately broken off your life. And he comes even more with the same old strategy, with the same old plan. So, I want us to pray 
for them that as they have received salvation, that they will increase more into the knowledge of the things of God, that things that used to maybe they used to like to do that wasn't of God, that they would just, it was just season their life. And they would just realize, you know what? I don't want no more parts of, of those type of, you know, activities. I don't, I don't want that. You know, I want to walk in the will and the way of God for my life. And there's so many people, I don't know anybody in this world who don't want to please God. It's so many people that want to please God. They want to be able to be used for God. And sometime when you don't know, you will beat yourself up all the time because you feel like God doesn't love me, you know? So let me just keep on doing what I'm doing. No, God loves you. If you are one of those people, God wants you. God wants to transform your life. He loves you so much. And nothing that you have ever done could stop God from, from loving you, no matter what it is, no matter what it was. So I just want us to take time to pray for your life, to pray whatever is going on in your life. Have you been having problems? You know, whatever it is, we're just going to pray for you today that everything was seized in your life, you know, and that you will begin to walk into the purpose and will of God for your life. So if we can just pray for a couple minutes yes. and just, you know, speak in tongues. Thank you, Father. Every stronghold is broken. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say right quickly that um, we have been praying. You know, Spirit of God stood us one day and said, I want y'all to pray. And for those of you that can, if you need prayer, uh, we've been asking, we're still asking, there's bombing Gilead. There's so much fear out there. Stop the fear. 
Stop the fear. We are in Zion, the city of the living God. I'm telling you, you don't have to be afraid. He's giving us love, right? Love, if you understand the evolution of love, the concept of love, the spirit of love, right? Love, he said, conquers all things. All things. All things. All things. It was the love of the Father that while he was there on the cross, stretched out, the man said, remember me, I said, today you shall be with me in paradise. Love, right? You have love in your spirit. You have sound mind. Your mind is sound. Your mind, devil cannot come to your mind. You know the devil whispers and all that stuff. Your mind is sound, right? We pray every single day, 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. I, I ask you to join us, right? You don't have to do it every day, but I encourage you to pray. Men are to pray and not to pray because while men were sleeping, devil was sowing weeds. Don't wake up in the morning and wonder what happened. Oh my God, what happened over there? But you, you're sleeping, though. You were sleeping. So be awake, be alive, be a glow. You know, listen, when you are serious about a change, you're going to pray. When you need a miracle, when you need something, you're going to pray. And I'm encouraging, don't get to the point where you are out there like Moses, about to be slayed. Thankfully, Moses was a man of the spirit and he was able to hear God say, stretch your hand. Some of you, when you are smitten, you can't even hear God. All you hear is yourself. You're right? So I want you, I want to encourage you, even now, begin to pray. Take 10 minutes. If you haven't ever prayed 10 minutes, pray for 10 minutes, don't stop. Put a timer. Don't stop till you hear the alarm go off. Then go from Amen. 10 to 20. From 20 to 30. From 30 to one hour. Some of you, you've never fasted before. Take one, just one hour. Say, you know what? One hour. I'm only going to do, I'm just going to read God's word, listen to God, play some God stuff, and, and just, I want you, this is teaching you how to stay out glow for God. Amen. You think you think coronavirus, what is about to hit the world? Listen, he's saying, the, the people around you are going to be all desolation, but in you, you're going to walk in righteousness. Hallelujah. That's what he said, a thousand shall fall at your right hand, ten thousand, but he said in you, listen, in you, you're going to have your own cloud, the children of Israel have their own cloud. They had their own atmosphere. That's the life that you have. Don't let the devil take you out like everybody else. When you sign the contract that you're going to give your life to Christ, you were brought into a high place. Amen. So I today encourage you today. If you have family members, tell them about God. Tell your Amen. friends. Don't shut your mouth. That's the best gift. It's not your duty to say, did you believe? No, speak God's word. The Holy Spirit himself, Amen. he said in Mark 11 verse 20, he said, uh, in Mark 16 verse 20, he said, I myself am here doing the work. So you're not alone. You have you have angelic presence helping you. But how you know? How you find out? Let's pray. Let's pray. When we pray, we hear God. When we pray, we see God. When we pray, we change things. I encourage you to both of us today. Let's change the world as we see it. I, I my, myself, my family, we're gonna serve the Lord. Thank Amen. you so much. It's an honor is a blessing. Over to you, Dio. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am I am just elated. I am on a cloud and uh, <laughs> and I'm yes. grateful. I just want to thank everybody for watching. Um those who have engaged, those who watch later. Um and I think that it's pretty clear especially for those who have given their lives to Christ and received his tonight today. I was going to say tonight, but today um your next step is just as KJ said, go ahead and start praying. Read the word of God and pray and just receive what God is doing in your life. Um, we are here every Saturday morning, but in between that, um, KJ ministers with the men on Sunday nights. Um, I minister with the women every other Friday night. And, you know, we're always available for prayer. Reach out to us. If you have more questions about prayer, either comment on this video or send us a message. We would love to um, just speak with you, walk with you, pray with you. And as he mentioned, we pray every morning 
at 12 a.m. There's somebody on the Zoom line praying. So join us if you need prayer or if you just want to bring your faith and agree with us and use your voice. It's a platform for us to come together as a body and do the work of the Lord. And so um, thank you, Latricia. Thank you, KJ. Um, I just thank everyone again. This message will be up later on this week for you to watch on YouTube and listen on podcasts. Remember, we are on all podcast platforms. Um, our email address is godsanchorleg at gmail.com. Um, we are here for you and we love you. Have a good one. Amen.